Good afternoon and Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you for including Outlook in your holiday plans. We hope you've had a worshipful time so far, and I'm looking forward to diving into God's Word with you for just a few minutes here. Amy has just reminded us that Jesus' name is, in the original Hebrew, Yeshua, meaning the Lord is salvation, or the Lord saves. Now let me ask you, do you know the meaning of your name? I remember back when I was uh, younger, I'd go, you know, they had these in every gift shop that you could walk in. Magnets, refrigerator magnets, cards or keychains that would show your name and then what your name meant, right? And I always looked at those and thought, well, who, what, to who does my name mean that? I mean, you'd see these things and you just wondered. So I looked it up. My name, uh, Robert, uh, means, originally it draws on two German words that mean bright fame. And to that I say, no thanks, right? <laughs> and I know that none of that played into my parents naming me. My, both, my, both my grandfathers were named Robert, so naming me was easy. And as Amy just reminded us, naming Jesus was easy for Joseph and Mary as well. Because it was for different reasons, the angel told them the child's name, right? It had already been chosen by God. To Mary, let's go back to these verses. To Mary, the angel said, don't be afraid, Mary. You found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And when Joseph finds out that his fiancée Mary is pregnant without him, and he wonders what to do, the angel visits him and briefs him. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And then we read that just after Jesus was born, eight days later, when the baby was to be circumcised, they go to the temple, and he was, we read, named Jesus. The name given him by the angel even before he was Conceived. So the name of God, the name that God would take as he walked this earth seemed to be set. It was decided. It was important. An angel visits both Mary and Joseph to make this clear. And we even read later, yes, this name was given to him from the very beginning. It was important because the Lord was about to do some serious saving, a work that he's far from finished doing. See, in these Bible times, names meant something more than maybe what you and I walk around thinking about regarding our own names today. So that back then, when you said someone's name, you were, depending on their name, either saying something about them or you were declaring something true about God. Now, in Jesus' case, both of these things are happening when we say his name, the Lord saves. That's what his name means. In Romans chapter 10, in verse 13, it picks up this exact theme. This is a letter that the Apostle Paul is writing to some very early Christians. And he says to them, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. There it is again, this word saved or saves. It's all over the place in the Scriptures, and it's clearly describing something that we need as humans. But what's it all about? Well, it's a big word, meaning that it's full of, of significance. It's like an overpacked suitcase. You open it up and you realize that in the original language it's full of rich meaning. It means to rescue, to deliver, to heal, to restore, to make whole, to, pers- to preserve, to keep 
safe, and sound. Now, such saving isn't so much speaking about our physical uh, circumstances, but our spiritual condition, which is far more important. Our souls, ourselves, seem to be in jeopardy when left only up to us. And no doubt, these same souls can get weak and wounded when left to this world's ways. But we read here, everyone who calls on this name, the name of the Lord, will be saved. Now Paul asks a couple of questions right after this that are pretty worthwhile here. He asks, but how can they call on him to save unless they believe in him? How can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? How can they hear about him unless someone tells them? So that's what I'm here tonight to proclaim as clearly as I can this wondrous wondrous truth of old. Perhaps it's the reminder you need, or maybe it's, the, it's news for you to receive. Either way, it's worth our attention, because it's Christmas Eve, and we're in church. So as the verse puts it, let's ask ourselves, do we believe, or have we ever really heard? Let's hear and believe tonight. Maybe simply again, perhaps for the first time, or possibly the first time in a long time. The Lord saves. That's His name. And He reaches out and rescues everyone who calls on Him. The great composer Johann Sebastian Bach would put, his, would put these initials, J.J., at the top of a manuscript when he was getting ready to start a new composition. And J.J. stood for Jesu Juva. It's Latin for Jesus, help me. He called on that name not only to save himself, save him from his sins, but even to save him from writer's block as well. He knew when he needed help who to call on. Help me, Jesus. And friends, we need help. We need, as the Bible puts it, saved. We need rescued, delivered, healed, restored, made whole, preserved, and cured. When we're drowning in our own bad decisions, those ones we can't seem to stop making, We need the life preserver of God's truth and wisdom. When we find ourselves lost in that labyrinth of our own limiting thoughts, things like, I wasn't raised in church, or I don't know enough about the Bible, or God couldn't love me, my past mistakes or wounds are just too much, we need the light of Christ and His grace to show us the exit from that maze of circular, destructive thinking. When we find ourselves injured by the cruelties of this earthly life, damaged by the deceit or betrayal of others, grieved by tragedies, we need the goodness and the faithfulness of Christ to surround us and embrace us and remind us that He can always be trusted and His love is steady and never leaves us. This is the kind of saving He comes to give and it's the kind of saving we all need. God took the name Jesus because restoring and rescuing and keeping and curing and guiding and guarding, in other words, saving, is what he's here to do. In my life and in yours, we can all call on that name. Now, you may be here tonight and you may wonder what this is really all about or if it can really be believed or if it's really for real. Believe me. We've all wondered that. You're not alone in that wondering. But I'm also here to tell you 
He is already in your contact list. You can call him or message him today and any day. You can turn to him in your inmost thoughts. You can stop what you're doing and give him a, a cry of help at any point, at any time, and for any reason. Everyone who calls is heard. Amen? One more thing about this whole name thing of Jesus before I let you go. Uh, it's a fact so fun I can't help but share it. Uh, one thing about this name Jesus in the Greek, it's Yeshua in Hebrew, but it's equivalent in English is Joshua. And it was as common a name on that first Christmas as Josh is today. And think about it, what a choice that is and what a truth that conveys. Think about it like uh, the nicknames that Amy mentioned earlier. The prophet Isaiah wrote that one of the things the Messiah would be called, almost like a nickname, was Emmanuel, God is with us. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, we read in Matthew 1, quoting Isaiah. And they will call him, not name him, they will call him. When they see him, this is what they're going to call him. They're going to call him Emmanuel, which means they're going to say out loud, God is with us. They're going to see him, look at him, and say, God is among us. And I think about it like this, when I think about that fact, it's even made more clear to us when we realize that the Son of God is named Josh. Who's that? Oh, it's Josh. He's with us, right? In this one aspect, the name that God chose was nothing special in this one aspect, in, but insofar as it conveys just how with us he really is, that he chose a common name, packed with meaning, but nonetheless common. But how special and worthwhile and treasured we must be to him, that he would take on a name that puts him right in the flow of all us normal folks, right? All us common people. He's the king of the universe, but his name is Josh, and he walked among the people that he loved so much. It's a pretty amazing choice when you think about it. There's this terrific scene when Philip finds Nathaniel. These two guys would become disciples of Jesus in just a, a minute or two. And, but Philip says to Nathaniel, we found the very person that Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Who are you talking about? Well, you know, Josh Josephson from over in Nazareth. That's essentially the answer. Nazareth, uh, he exclaims, uh, can anything good come from there? It was a backwater. It was hardly a place where anyone would anticipate something or someone great coming from. He was not born in a palace like Amy mentioned earlier. He was born in a manger, in a stable. Come and see for yourself, Philip replied. And friends, that's my invitation to you. Just see for yourself. Make 2024 the year that you check this Jesus thing out for yourself. Or devote yourself even more deeply to drawing near to him if you already know him. You'll realize that even though his name is just Josh, he came to save. The Lord saves. That's the name his father gave him, and for good reason. He's one of us, but he came to save us. You'll meet him and you'll say, what do you know? God is with us. It's not just a Christmas card, a religious relic, or a holiday tale. He really is with us. It's the Lord who's here, right here, to rescue and deliver and heal and guide. And you know his name. Or now you do, and you can call upon it. 
In fact, his name, we read, is the hope of all the world. Let's pray together. Father, we do call on your name. We may know you well or barely know you at all just at this point in our lives, but that doesn't matter. You know us. You know us fully and completely, and you love us just as fully and completely. And so, Father, we ask that you would help us to not neglect to call on your name, to realize just what a handy contact you really are, that you're imminently ready to receive whatever prayer we want to pray. Our most popular ones, I'm sure, are Jesus, help me. We need your help, and you know it, so you came to give it, and we're glad. In your name we pray, amen.